0: Within the last two weeks, there was a report uh, published that included two IRS researchers from our RAS uh, organization that indicated uh, that the top 1% of all taxpayers by uh, high income um, account for as much as an additional $175 billion in in the tax gap computations. And that's associated with their look at only two issues, which were passed through entities and offshore income associated with the top 1%. If you aggregate the points that I'm talking about and you look at the fact that there's a current um, estimate by uh, folks on the outside that the tax gap is $7.5 trillion over the next 10 years and you add in the component pieces that I've referenced. There are more. I've just referenced the ones that are most highly visible at this point if you add those in, I think it would not be outlandish to believe that the actual tax gap could approach and possibly exceed $1 trillion per year.
1: Never. (laughs) Never did I see myself defending the internal revenue service on the Undone podcast. But I had to... Because after Biden unveiled his new $2.2 trillion infrastructure package and after his address to Congress, I knew something was going to happen. I knew the austerity hawks and the deficit hawks that have this the, this concern trolling over how are we going to pay for it? You know, who's going to bear the cost of the plan? And, oh, we can't raise taxes, yada, yada, yada. You know, all these arguments we've heard over and over again throughout the decades. And instead of me using this time to detail why we should raise taxes, which I will in a future episode, we're going to talk about the current tax code and what is really going on. And I know many people... That consider the IRS as government gangsters, as thugs, as these bizarro Robin Hoods stealing from the poor to give to the rich. So I'm going to treat that as a truism. Another truism is that Americans hate paying taxes. Well, both of these truisms are very far from the truth. And I'll get to both points, but first, let's start with what IRS Chief Charles Reddick spoke about in that opening segment. So the IRS periodically publishes research and examines the amount of revenue it loses. And it produces a report called the Tax Gap Analysis that periodically examines these losses. Well... The tax gap analysis is this major undertaking. The results of this study and research are not published until several years after the year studied. And for this podcast, we're going to focus on the report published in September of 2019, where the IRS published its most recent estimates for the tax years of 2011 to 2013. So for those of you who don't know, what the tax gap is. It's the difference between the taxes legally owed and what is actually collected on by the IRS. The tax gap is harmful in two ways. First, it deprives the US Treasury Department of revenue needed to meet the federal government's obligations and ultimately undermines the United States fiscal position. And second, It places an unfair tax burden on the taxpayers who actually do pay their taxes in full and on time because they ultimately end up paying more in taxes to cover the gap left by those who do not. This has created a third unintentional, or well, if you want to interpret it by the end of this as intentional, it's created this animosity and lack of faith and trust in our IRS. So. The tax gap is the result from a few things. It's a result from both intentional evasion, people cheating on their fucking taxes, and unintentional noncompliance, right? But the three actual classifications of tax noncompliance is non-filing, underreporting, and non-payment. So who's not paying their taxes? Well, let's break it down. Non-filing returns are the taxes that are not filed on time and the tax on those returns that are not paid on time. So non-filers account for only a measly thirty nine billion dollars in lost revenue. Underpayment, next category is the is the taxes that are filed on time but are not paid on time. and they only account for about you know fifty billion dollars of the tax gap. So nothing crazy, right? <laughs> and the last category, and it, it is insane, is by far the biggest problem. Under-reporting accounts for 80% of the tax gap. It accounts for a whopping $352 billion in lost tax revenue. And so let's add this all up. 352 plus 39 plus 50. That gives us a total gross tax gap of $441 billion. And so that tax gap is is brought down to $381 billion after late payments and enforcement. And so I, I want to say that again, $381 billion. This is not over five years. This is not over a decade. This is every single year. And so when we examine underreporting, the situation becomes even more unsettling because the largest components of underreporting come from business entities such as partnerships, S-corporations and limited liability companies and sole proprietorships who do not pay corporate income tax. Instead, the owners report their share of the business profits on their own individual tax returns or through these quote-unquote pass-through entities to lower their tax burdens. And I want to make something clear. These are not your mom and pop small businesses. These are both medium and large-sized corporations who utilize pass-through entities to nullify their tax burdens. And so I'm going to define a medium-sized corporation. A medium-sized corporation, according to the IRS, is a corporation that has no less than $10 million in assets, but no more than $250 million in assets. And a large corporation is a business with $250 million in assets. And so the highest income taxpayers are primarily responsible for this tax gap. I'm not just saying that to be hyperbolic. There's two studies to back this claim up. One in a 2010 paper authored by Andrew Johns and Joel Slimrod titled The Distribution of Income Tax Noncompliance found that the top 10% of taxpayers are responsible for 61% of tax underreporting. The next highest estimate comes from professor and former president of Harvard University Lawrence H. Summers and his research shrinking the tax gap where him and his team found that the top 10% is responsible for... For 70% of the tax under reporting. So I think this is a great segue into where the IRS turns into this bizarro Robin Hood. Well, less than two out of every hundred taxpayers reporting over a million dollars of income were audited in 2020. I'm gonna say that for every 98 millionaires, only two of them are audited. So this is happening while the ranks of millionaires have nearly doubled since 2012. The number of millionaire returns that were audited has fallen 72%, down from 40,965 millionaire audits in 2012 to just 11,331 in the year 2020. So after finding all of this information, after finding all this research, I asked myself, is this a feature or is this a bug? Well, starting in 2010, the enforcement functions of the IRS saw significant cuts, 33% of cuts in examinations and collections and cuts in funding in their investigations teams by 28%. Well, low-income earners, (laughs) this this is astounding, low-income earners are now audited at the same exact rates as the uber-wealthy. In a report from the IRS chief Charles Reddig to Senator Ron Wyden, Reddig admitted that it is simply easier and cheaper for the IRS to audit poor people. So <laughs> remember, this all started when Republicans took control of Congress in 2011. Their mission to starve the beast and their very, very real concern with fraud, the Republican Congress made it a priority to priority, wow, words, (laughs) to audit uh, filers claiming the earned income tax credit. And if you don't know what the ITC is, it's an anti-poverty program that gives low to moderate working Americans money back on their taxes. Well, I will point something out. In 2018, 25% of taxpayers who received the ITC money, they didn't actually qualify, which resulted in the government losing about $18 billion. That's a lot of money. I will fully admit that. But, as ProPublica reported, the law is so complex that the erroneous EITC claims are mistakes rather than outright fraud, unlike the top 10% earners. So, more than a third of all audits are of EITC recipients, according to ProPublica. And now, the counties with the highest audit rates are predominantly poor, black, and rural areas in the Deep South. So... Again, the IRS has seen these steep cuts in funding. They are they they have been left outgunned and outmanned by these large corporations, right? And it is nearly next to impossible for working class Americans to misreport their income. And if you have worked a a hourly job here in the United States, your employer is required to file a W two or an information return on you, right? And On top of that, your wages are subject to third-party information reporting and withholding. This is not the case for the top 10% income taxpayers here in the United States. High-income taxpayers are much more likely to receive income like capital gains and partnership income that does not have the same third-party reporting requirements. And on top of this, they are able to hire a cartel of professionals to create these complex and sophisticated tax avoidance and evasion schemes to outgun and outmaneuver the IRS. Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos voicing support for a hike in the corporate tax rate he issued this statement on Tuesday saying quote we support the Biden administration's focus on making bold investments in American infrastructure. we recognize this investment will require concessions from all sides. Both on the specifics of what's included as well as how it gets paid for, we're supportive of a rise in the corporate tax rate. Bezos did stop short of endorsing the president's tax hike plan. Uh, Buttigieg was on uh, MS this morning, Jim, and said even if you get to 28, which no one actually believes they're going to get to, you're still talking about the lowest corporate tax rate in at least his lifetime, he argued. This is rich. <laughs> no pun intended, but I have I have this rule of thumb that I follow. And it's that anything that Jeff Bezos is in favor of doing, I am highly, highly suspicious of it. And especially this. And it's not that I'm not in favor of raising the corporate tax rate, but we have to ask ourselves the question: what does it matter what the corporate tax rate is when a majority of corporations like Amazon will pay little to none in taxes. And you want to know something that's a cruel irony? <laughs> it doesn't even go only to what we talked about earlier, too. these tax cheats, these high-income earners and companies skipping out on their taxes. But the government actually giving back some of the most profitable companies, giving back $3 billion in rebates, leaving their collective effective tax rate at negative Point nine percent And that's just on the back end and I promise we'll go into this on part 2 next week. But I wanted to leave on one last note. I wanted to talk about that second truism that we spoke about earlier that Americans hate paying their taxes. Well, when surveyed, working and in middle class income earners in the Journal of Economic Psychology in a research paper titled Culture Differences in Tax Morale the United States and Europe Found that Americans have the highest willingness to pay taxes compared to 14 European countries like France, like Germany, and like Norway. Well, when Americans are surveyed on their thoughts on taxation, they don't make these ridiculous and ludic- ludicrous statements like taxation is theft or anything. Working and middle-class Americans time and time again believe that paying taxes is a moral and legal obligation. That we collectively have a moral and legal duty to contribute to the upkeep of our society and its public goods. That taxation gives them a stake in the social contract that we as Americans have entered into. So what are we to do about this problem? how do we pay for our crumbling infrastructure to to the answer for the austerity hawks and the deficit hawks that listen to the podcast? (laughs) Well, simple. Just enforce our tax code. Multiple studies and research has found that for every dollar invested in the IRS, it gets $7 back. For every hour an auditor spends on a top income tax earner, it nets $5,000 per hour. And we, we don't even have to raise taxes. If we just enforce our tax code, we can pay for the Biden infrastructure plan three times over. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. Because the story of the tax gap is a story of our institutions being replaced by body snatchers. And these body snatchers have invaded and replaced public servants and public institutions. And they are powerful, very powerful interests that want to maintain a system that facilitates their tax evasion. Because their tax evasion, it doesn't just add up to billions. It adds up to trillions of dollars. And working class and middle class Americans are getting the shaft. And it's about time we start talking about it so that we can do something about it. And on part two, We'll talk about the loopholes and the effective tax rates and what enforcement mechanisms we can utilize on these tax cheats. In the meantime, y'all pay your taxes and I'll see y'all next Monday. At the starting of the week, at Summit Talks, you'll hear them speak It's only Monday Negotiations breaking down. See those leaders start to frown. It's sword and gun. Condemn-